0: had the job for a few hours but kamala is already gearing up for her debate with mike pence that's why she spent the entire day arguing with a mannequin at Kohl's. <laughs>
1: hey now no nah. not cool nah. um we're gonna nah. talk with
0: political analyst gary dietrich for some reason about kamala harris coming up in about 10 minutes he knows her california history is it 10
1: minutes or the bottom of the air oh is it i don't know. i don't know either don't know. somebody ought to okay know. got about a half an All right, hour there you go okay so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. Um, uh, we around here uh, try to be reasonable. We're not uh, hardcore one side or the other on the vid. We're not masked deniers, nor do we think that everything ought to be shut down for the rest of our lives, even if it kills the entire population of the United States, just to avoid the coronavirus. We need to be smart. We need to be balanced. We need to figure out, you know, what's the best way forward in a very difficult time. Okay. I will tell you this, though. This, what I'm about to share with you, is the perfect example. I called it the Hope Diamond. Of why people are so cynical and how stupid and frustrating and punch-in-the-faceable government officials are. Now, you might have the urge to punch him in the face, but we would never advocate violence here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Particularly against women. And there is a woman involved here, I think. No, you know what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a woman. So, moving along. In an email to employees sent out a couple of days ago, the head of Wisconsin's Department of Natural Resources reminded the employees about the governor's mask order going into effect on August 1st and said the following. Also, you must wear your mask, even if you are at home, to participate in a virtual meeting that involves being seen, (laughs) such as on Zoom or another video conferencing platform. Awesome. Set the safe example, which shows you as a DNR public service employee care about safety and the health of others. That's right. The executive order says you've got to wear a mask even when you're alone in your own home if you're on a Zoom call I love to being, send a good example.
0: I love it when teachers, bosses, or government especially treat you like you're a freaking moron. Yeah. Well, they didn't wear a mask, so I guess I don't have to wear a mask.
1: I saw them on a video conference not wearing a mask, so I don't have to... So that is, I believe, that horrific infected spokeshole is Preston Cole. editorial. Um, <laughs> let's get it. Uh, let's get it right there. Then DNR spokeswoman Megan Sheridan spoke with McClatchy News and said that employees wearing masks while video conferencing uh, sets a good example during the pandemic. Quote, now, shut up! I
0: hate I, it, everything about that. It makes me mad. I know. I know. One, you're treating me like an idiot, and two, you just feeling the feeling that you have. That you can puppet master everything that's going on in society just makes me sick. Right.
2: Oh.
1: Right. I couldn't hate you more.
2: I know. I know.
1: I I can't explain exactly. Well, you explained it pretty well. Why I get so angry at this story. Final note from uh, Megan Sheraton of the uh, Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources.
2: Megan
1: by wearing a mask while video conferencing with the general public we visually remind folks that masking is an important part of navigating the business of natural resources during this tumultuous time <laughs> oh my god lady you are one of the great comedians of all time shut up meg <laughs> oh my gosh that is hilarious
0: you know and that attitude is what got a lot of people killed and maybe prolonged this whole damn thing by months was the people are too stupid to understand that uh he had don't use all those n95 masks we need him at the hospital so we better tell them that buying masks wearing masks is no there's no point in it right we better let them spread the disease so we don't have a mask shortage
1: and later we will pull the puppet string and tell them yes you do need masks in fact they're required yeah Yeah, very maddening. Yeah, people do not appreciate being lied to. Uh,
0: uh, A new poll out. Fully half of Americans now know someone who's tested positive for the coronavirus, up from 41% last month. I don't still personally know anyone that's tested positive, but I'm in the half that doesn't. Half doesn't, half half don't. Mm. Um, I I do several. One in five know someone who's died. I don't know either. Um, Eh, Once removed, I I knew uh, her husband. Uh, I still am completely flummoxed by the whole, uh, testing statistics though. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm just dumb because they're repeated so often. Everybody else must get it. I don't get the rise in cases number if we're testing way more than we used to. It doesn't make any sense to me. Am I missing something? No,
1: no, you're not. No, it is one of the greatest emperor, uh, has no clothes moments in the history of journalism I think nobody is willing to say um, unless you have consistent randomized testing this data means nothing I, I mean I, it
2: could indicate something but you can't you know rest any argument on it. I have Sean. seen more reporting of the positivity rate as opposed to just the the, sure. the solid numbers, but it's it's far from ubiquitous. Yeah, and that's closer to right, but still yeah. flawed in that most people go get a test if they've got symptoms. It, it specifically, I have tried to get tests and was denied because I did not all, I did not already have right. symptoms or and a reason in to other expect places. It. In other places, they
1: are testing everybody who asks right. because they have enough tests. So uh, I knew this already, but my daughter happens to be uh, studying and super enthusiastic about. Uh, data analysis and politics, voting patterns, and that sort of thing. And she, uh, her her internship with a uh, rather well-known uh, polling company has to do with she seeks out all the polls that have come out in a day and are getting attention and then analyzes their methodology. And methodology is everything.
0: Absolutely. Everything is statistics. When I, when I took a statistics class, I took a graduate-level statistics class, and the teacher, like, to the point of annoyance, would talk about, uh, you know, he would pick about part polls, right. and I would I would be like, okay, I get it. But, I mean, he just wanted to drill that home, and I suppose because that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If there's a flaw in that, let's stop talking. Let's right. get up and go have lunch, because there's no point in continuing this conversation if if at the beginning of this there's a problem.
1: as The I... numbers are irrelevant to everything. And again, they could conceivably mean something, but you have to take them with an entire shaker of salt. Never mind a grain. As I you know, said weeks ago at the outset of this stupidity with reporting positive cases, if I knock on one door looking for redheads in my neighborhood one day and I find one, then the next day I knock on ten doors and then announce a giant rise in the number of redheads in my neighborhood, I have lied I have told you nothing you can use. I have manipulated my methodology. And it's just... uh, Well, there are probably, roughly, 50%, Jack, of journalists who are too dumb to understand that. They're pretty, they have pert breasts and or square jaws, and they read clearly. Those are their, their qualifications. Or... They know that scary numbers bring clicks, and they are so desperate to get clicks, they don't care. I think that's those are the two uh, constituencies. Well,
0: from what I read yesterday, and I thought maybe I was missing something, but this doctor said, "No, we're still really the only numbers you can, and even these can be a little uh, misleading." But the closest thing we have to data that'll show you what's going on are hospitalizations and deaths. Here, here.
1: Everything other than that is close to worthless. Yeah, deaths appear to be down significantly. Uh, the rolling average, especially. It's just time.
0: it's so it's so it's. <laughs> you start comparing states. This state, which closed down early, has this many. In this state, which oh, opened, up. please. They test everyone, as Joe just pointed out. They only t- they will only test you if you have a fever. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's to compare them is insane. Stop talking! Stop talking! Right. That's very maddening.
1: But they talk and they talk and they talk. God, you think, and I then have the it. politicians. Design policy that ruins lives and crushes business, or keeps your school closed, based on the uh, the these incredibly unreliable statistics. Or in the case of Cal Unicornia, they they just the computer system was so screwed up they missed three hundred thousand cases or something. It's just unforgivably messed up. All
0: right, I know of school uh, school situations though uh, very well, including around the country where whether or not your school can open up is. Is uh, Have cases been falling for a week, two weeks, ten days, whatever number they pick? Okay, are you going to hold testing steady during that time? Or is there a chance there's going to be three times as many tests all of a sudden on Thursday? Right.
1: Because right. that will make hey, the Hey, cases. we got new kits in. Right. We can do twice as many tests today. Oh, we've seen a rise in cases. But you're going to keep the schools uh. closed based on that? I know. I know. It, it makes a guy want to d- d- commit an act of violence. How could we be
0: six months into this and still be battling this? This
1: question? This question. I know, it's astonishing.
0: We're not that smart a country if we're, we're half a
1: year into this and we're still wrestling with this situation. I know dogs that could design a better <laughs> policy than the nation's governors. Well, <laughs> Plus, if you throw a tennis ball, they'll bring it back to you. You throw a tennis ball at old Andy Cuomo, he'll just look at you. What? And he'll go work out.
0: <laughs> and they might throw in the caveat sentences. Sean said, Now, an increase in testing could be some of the rise.
1: Okay, how much is some? 10%? How much 80%? of an increase in testing was there? You didn't tell me that. Was there 10% more or 500 times more? Ay, mm. ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Homo Joe sapiens, says, my least favorite species. You need to be more like a dog. Thank you, coach. No uh, football this year, coach. Sorry.
0: That scary message China sent the world uh, the other day. We could uh, delve into that some more. And we are going to talk a little Kamala Harris if you need that.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: We're, uh, we are we um, are discounting hashtag HeelsUpHarris as a hashtag. I think that's a misogynist. And
1: uh, and the worst
0: of politics. We'll oh, talk about
1: that boy. later. Oh boy! Speaking of China, play me clip forty-four. This is, we'll end the segment on this this note. If I don't win the election, China will own the United States. You're going to have to learn to speak Chinese. You want to? Know I, the truth. There you go. That's what's wow. at
0: stake, my friends. Wow! I didn't realize the stakes were
1: there. That the one. ownership of America.
0: God, I, it's at my China. at my age. It's going to be hard to learn Mandarin. Oh, please. You barely know English.
3: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. The coronavirus pandemic is causing a national shortage of Dr. Pepper. We've got full team coverage on that. We'll spend an hour on the Dr. Pepper shortage.
2: What does Mr. Pibb have to say about this? <laughs> well, Dr. Pepper was prescribing hydrochloroquine to people. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Mr. Pibb.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> it was a better time when we gave P- Mr. Pibb. Thank you. Mrs. Mrs. Butterworth. Doctor. <laughs> sir.
1: Mrs. Butterworth. Uh, just a slang. Right. Speaking of racism, which Mrs. Butterworth wasn't, the Democrats and the media are some of the most savage, nakedly racist people since the 1800s. I will explain. Okay, and
0: we're going to talk to a a guy we've had on for years, political analyst Gary Dietrich, went to Harvard. And um, he's going to talk to us a little bit about Kamala Harris being a choice. Though polls show it's not going to make any difference how you vote. It's going to make
1: all the difference. Got it. This election
0: more than any election. You either are okay with Trump's act or you're not. End of
1: the story. Right. I think you're right. Um I, I don't know Streeterville. I mean to the point that the the Democrats nominated a, a tired old man just yeah. not Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I don't know the Streeterville area.
0: That's a Chicago thing? Yes. Okay, I didn't I had to google that. Um but I came across this looters Remember when they had the big riot in the other night? Yeah. Looters smashed the doors of a Ronald McDonald house in Streeterville with families and their sick children inside as they were in terror that they were going to come in then and go to him. How awful is that? Wow. I mean, that is is the very lowest of uh, human behavior right there. That
2: helps police reform how? Uh, Oh, that's rough.
1: You know, Lori Lightfoot... Let me see if I printed it, but I forgot to grab it off the printer. Lori Lightfoot is uh, saying... Um, this is lawlessness. This is no, no good. Um, and, uh, and, and we said it's a good that she and Ted Wheeler and Portland and other mayors are finally coming around and saying rioting is not pro- protesting. F- stealing is not protesting. Looting and smashing and, and punching cops is not protesting. It's, it's crime. Uh, and somebody pointed out, uh, that. Oh, they thought that she's uh, triangulating on it. That, they're trying to steal Trump's law and order message, and Biden's going to come out with these mayors and say, there's legitimate protest, and then there's law and order. We have to have law and order. It's no. not
0: a bad theory. Very Clinton-esque. No, I think that's probably right, and that's good. Uh, you know, if a if a political issue gets big enough that both parties need to figure out how to get a piece of it, that's that's fine. And then maybe it gets solved.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, if they carry it through once they win the election. Oh, uh, right. Um, can
0: I hear that Trump clip we played a little bit ago? That's a good lead into this.
1: No if one. I don't win the election, China will own the United States. You're going to have to learn to speak Chinese. You want to know the uh, truth. It. So, oh, man,
0: Tr- Trump is obviously trying to position himself as the the tough guy in China. And Biden had a tweet yesterday, something along the lines of, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to be this on China. And Trump has done that. There is. Uh, I think they're both Right. But if you've got both candidates trying to out-anti-China each other, that gives you an idea of the direction we're going mm-hmm. with our relationship with China. And uh, yesterday I read this piece by a guy, uh, his name is Gary Schmidt, you don't know who he is, he's a China, China expert, and he said Xi Jinping tried to send a message with the arrest of Jimmy Lai over the weekend. Is it lie or lay? I never can remember. It's, it's lie. Lie. Well. Um, media mogul Jimmy Lai. I was um,
1: led to believe it was lie by somebody who, who, who seemed to know what they were talking about. Um, you never know these days
0: and he says many doubted that Beijing actually intended to use the national security law in any serious fashion. Why? in general one supposes that it is a good thing that most folks living in liberal democracies are not prone to think that most the most terrible things about other human beings but at some point you got to recognize what you're dealing with-hmm. The evidence is pretty stark that Xi is not, nor has been, inclined to take American and allied concerns into consideration. He doesn't care what the rest of the world thinks. Are we catching on to that at all? Indeed. His goal of completing a unified China under party control is no secret. For those in the world's capitals who seemingly dismiss Chinese ambitions toward Taiwan as more rhetorical than not, it would be good to call to mind how surprised we've been about the scale of China's war on the Uyghurs and how quickly Xi has been able to take control of Hong Kong, with the world watching, and he just doesn't care. When it comes to Secretary Xi, the West would do well and certainly would have done better if instead of immediately defaulting to the relative benign view... That he's someone we can deal with. We tried at least initially imagining a leader capable of authorizing the worst. I hope. I think both presidential candidates are there at least for you know politics' right. sake.
1: It's almost charming how naive we can be as a country. It's one of the reasons we vote for bigger and bigger government and, and idiotic policies. Is we think nobody would abuse their power in the way that Jack right. and Joe are talking. But it's it's almost charming. Gary Dietrich next. We're gonna talk Stay Kamala Harris.
0: Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to
1: the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. So I'm more a fan of sleepy, creepy, Joe.
0: So Trump campaign had that ready to go. And I thought that was a pretty good ad and the the visuals and some of the headlines and stuff on there are pretty good. Joe is too dumb. Wow. (laughs) That's a new era of politics. Oh, boy. I have to start this conversation before we get to our expert pundit with my belief that it doesn't make any difference who he picks Um, and polls show that and history shows that
1: you know nothing about show business. This is going to be the most compelling conversation you hear today, perhaps this week. A learned commentator joining us to discuss the impactful choice of Kamala Harris. Gary Dietrich is a nonpartisan political analyst with i3, Inspire, Inform, Involve. Gary, how are you, sir?
3: Well, at least halfway learned, Joe. Let's just give me give me half credit, and I'll take that this morning to get started. But hey, my thing is my thing is this: today starts the campaign. I mean, this is the first real substantive news. Everything now up till now, right, just been accusation. Now we actually know who the tickets are going to be. Uh, Democrats officially kick off their convention on Monday, so here we go. Yeah, it felt like a kickoff to me
1: too. Just looking at Twitter, listening to commentators, it was as if the pregame was over and now the 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 blows, the punches are being thrown.
0: I'm I'm trying to come up with a way that this matters at all because, like I said, according to a poll the other day, fifty four percent of voters said it makes no difference to them who he chooses, and uh, and you know, elections in the past have shown that it doesn't make much difference. But I heard this angle, which I thought was really interesting. Trump campaign already picking on Kamala and Kamala, you know, saying things back. Would it be a good move for the Biden campaign? Because she's pretty good at sparring. We saw that on the debate stage. They let her spar. Biden gets to stay in his hole because he can't hardly talk. Um, and Trump campaign takes the bait and gets into a sparring match with Kamala, who's actually good at it. That that could be a uh, a wrinkle in the way this plays out, couldn't it,
3: Gary? Yeah, I have no doubt. There's two things, Jack, that to me make this time around and this pick, particularly consequential. And they have to do with the two guys at the top of the ticket. I, I think you're really onto something that with with sparring with Trump, uh, even more than Pence, she's going to get one shot if, if tradition is any indicator. She'll get one shot in the VP debate. And by all accounts, she should have quit herself fairly well on that based on history. The thing about it is, the traditional role for a VP has been the attack dog, you know, the one who really is going to go aggressively after the other one with impunity. And, and I think that Kamala Harris is well suited to that. I mean, look at the Kavanaugh hearings. That's where most people got to know her nationally. The, so I, I think that there is something to that. And, and I think Biden said he, even though she went after him and that was her high watermark in the primary, he likes that. The other thing is Joe Biden himself. And all the talk about Biden, of course, has been could he and would he fill out, completely fill out a eight-year term. Remember famously at the beginning of this year, he said himself, hey, I might only be around for four years. Maybe I'll just be a one-term president. So I think that also makes this pick more consequential than it might in an otherwise uh, different year.
1: I'm starting to picture what Jack was talking about, and it reminds me almost of uh, on a naval vessel. Um, and I'm more familiar with, with submarines just because my brother's service. But the uh, the XO, the second-in-command, is the getter-done he he whips people into shape. He makes sure everybody's uh, doing their duty. He doesn't. The saying is the XO has one friend on the boat, and that's the captain. That's just the nature of the job. And so I can see Biden coming out like the captain and saying, all right, everybody, this is an important mission, and I have great faith in you. You're one of the finest crews in the Navy, et cetera, et cetera. Now let's get it done. The XO says, you do this. You do this. You're screwing up. The rest of it, Kamala, is going to be the exo
3: of the uh, the campaign am i nuts well i i think i don't know about the exo of the campaign but i i expect her to be highly visible she is clearly she was not picked to be somebody who's just going to stand next to biden of course they're not going is there going to be and this is the other thing let me just parenthetically say this is there going to be standing any next to biden on the podium this is one of the biggest question marks for me about this entire campaign camilla's big strengths were on the stage next to biden debating And on that Senate committee panel, and the same thing for Trump, in a virtual world, how does Kamala Harris play? That is an unknown question right now that I think is going to have to be answered. But I don't think she's going to be invisible. There's no question about that, Joe. And one last piece on that. Joe Biden has made clear, just like Obama gave him big policy pieces, I think Trump's people are going to try to play this up. I expect her portfolio, should she be elected vice president, to be substantial, not just ceremonial.
1: Gary Dietrich is online. Final question, Gary, and, and you're famously fair and nonpartisan and gentlemanly, which is exactly the wrong act for our times, and I suggest you you <laughs> clean it up. But uh, what was uh, Kamala Harris's rap, uh, rap rather, in, in California politics?
3: Uh, it's always been kind of a mixed bag. I think first and foremost, people saw her as ambitious here in the Golden State. Remember, however, this is really an interesting thing that really hasn't the national press hasn't yet picked up on. She did not win her home state in the primary. Remember, she didn't win. No, no, she did terrible
0: in the primary. She dropped out pre Iowa. Somehow all (laughs) of the mainstream media forgot that last night and today with their headlines. She was a disaster in the primary.
3: So I think that's a really interesting factor and, and that's gonna be that's gonna be dissected substantially But there's no question that in California, she's Joe, to to answer your question specifically, it's a mixed bag. There are some people who saw her job as district attorney of San Francisco and the attorney general of the state of California as substantive, as going after the right things. Other people, even the progressive wing of her own party, had real concerns, thought she was not uh, substantive enough on issues they cared about, thought she was wishy-washy on her positions. And that stuff, too, is going to be interesting to see how it plays out in activating the very important Bernie Sanders wing of the party for whom she was not their
1: first choice for the VP. Ooh, it's all about turnout. Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst with I3, Inspire Inform Involved. Gary, thanks for the thoughts. We appreciate it. All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Yep. I'm Ooh, turnout. Mm, I don't mm,
0: I don't think the big T. I don't think Trump can avoid taking the bait and he'll end up, you know, in spats with Kamala every day. Yes. And she can handle herself and all she's got to do is break even you know you don't have to win any of these arguments whereas biden could you know do himself harm every time he sticks his head up out of the hole and says something um and i think trump will take the bait i think that's a pretty good plan
1: yeah we'll have to watch
0: it play out it'll be entertaining um one point about kamala harris that is absolutely a gift to people on the right To me, and I hope it gets played up that way, but we'll tell you about that in a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it is is a big Christmas gift. But a quick note from our friends at Simply Safe, the best overall home security of 2020. According to the U.S. News & World Report, no messy, expensive install, no long contract, no overpriced service. It's the best.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Again, you install it yourself in under an hour, about $15 a month, no long-term contract. And it's simple enough to use a lot of these... Um, home security systems, people don't use them because it's too complicated to set them every single night. Um, not that way with Simply Safe. It's right there in the name. It's simple. It's yeah. simply
1: safe. You're going to know who's at the front door. What are you doing to that package, you, you, you miscreant? It's the best. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping, 60 day risk free trial. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong so they know we sent you. Uh, there's nothing to lose. If you don't like it, you send it back. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong.
0: So I like that this weapon has been taken away from the left I think during the presidential campaign. I hate listening to Democrats stand on the stage and talk about how you can't make it in this country oh. and we're racist and if you're not if you're not a white male forget it you just can't make it on your own. And the fact that Kamala Harris Kamala Harris has parents both of them of color From other countries who came here, one of them went to Stanford, one of them went to Berkeley, and then she's the child of those immigrants, and now she's on the ticket to be a heartbeat away from the presidency. Sorry, kind of hard to make that argument that you can't make it in America.
1: She is utterly without principles. I believe that. But the one thing I think she might choke on is calling her parents hypocrites. Because she got the message from an early age, if you work hard, if you're smart, you can do anything you want in this country. you can you can build your dream in the United States. That's the message she grew up with. And I think that might be too much for her to call her parents hypocrites because that's a major plank of the progressive end of the Democratic Party is that you don't have a chance in this racist terrible it's rigged for it's white, the worst country on earth. Rig for white people, specifically white males. W- well, we'll see. I tell you what once you get a sniff of the White House, and she'll be checking Joe Biden's vital signs on a daily basis. Once you get a sniff of the most powerful office in the world, you'd throw your granny into a wood chipper. So I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know. Kamala might go ahead and choke down her, her, her last moral and go ahead and pitch that horrific defeatist fiction. Uh, to get the office if she feels like she should, but
0: get, you're right. Get ready for a disgusting, heaping helping, 80-day uh, long list of all the ways in which you're racist or sexist Anytime you criticize Kamala Harris in any way.
1: Oh, please.
0: Ignoring the fact that Sarah Palin got savaged by the media on a regular basis. Right. As a woman. And Sarah Palin has uh, uh, reached out to Kamala Harris today, and I think this is really nice with some advice for Kamala Harris. Uh, who will now be the third woman to ever be on a, on a on a big ticket like this who's the other one that
2: wasn't Geraldine Ferraro I, this literally the first time I've heard this name. back yes. in the 80s yeah wow Brand with Mondale uh yeah Palin
0: posted on Instagram today to trust no one new <laughs> among other things but it gets a little nicer <laughs> after that. Um, Palin also urges Harris not to let herself get muzzled by handlers and to remain true to who she is, to have fun, not to forget the women who true came be- to who she is. She's nakedly ambitious. Not to forget the women who came before, and to fight mighty to keep your own team with you. They know you, your voice, and most importantly, are trustworthy. She said. She also shared her two <laughs> top most uh, fun things about running in the VP slot when she was running with John McCain: orchestrated campaign stops. They're made to look unorchestrated, but she said they can get bizarre, but that her team made them the second most fun thing. In the number one spot, the rope line. Every single handshake and holler and hug and smile melted my heart, energized my soul, and gave me the utmost hope in this greatest country on earth. Aw, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice.
1: Um... And in, she never said she can see Alaska from her house, or Russia from her house. Doesn't make any difference. Not even close.
0: Um... Any criticism I'll of Kamala I'll never
1: forgive you Tina Fey, never.
0: Any criticism of Kamala Harris will be the racist or sexist or a combination or of both the two, or both.
1: The combo. I'll tell you who's racist. It's the progressives. They're brutally racist. I have proof. Plus. Okay. Have you ever seen that meme? It's actually quite funny that birds are actually uh, government drones. <sighs> the, 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 are mean, there people that actually really dismissing that? this? I'm, this uh, hmm. Jack, have you been uh, Briefed on Project Aqualine? No. It's on a need to know basis. (laughs) I need to tell you about Project Aqualine. What you hear will shock you.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: In for Kuchov, right circle shot blocked. Then Sergachev, right circle Kuchov shoots, blocked. Point high slot. Shoot! Ch- Shoot! Ah! Shoot!
3: Ah! Ah! Brayden Pond! Brayden Point! Brayden Point! The Lightning win it. They went into the fifth
2: overtime. Three to two. Quintuple overtime playoff hockey, baby. That's, bro- that's five. Yes, <laughs>
1: you you had guys just laying on the ice crying. I, mean, just, I can't play anymore. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's tension of playoff hockey, especially overtime. Oh, any time the puck's near the net. As a hockey fan, you're either just can't, just can't believe how exciting it is, or just no, no,
2: no. Oh, love it. Was that fake crowd noise? I believe so, yes. It yeah, you know, almost good. had to be. That was pretty good. That yeah, fooled me. I didn't even realize it until Hook you asked that like question. A bass. Yeah, that's
0: pretty good. Can't believe it. I've been duped. That guy was screaming in an empty stadium.
2: Uh, most likely, he was screaming in a place that was nowhere near where the games were being. played. Oh, that's played.
1: right. They're watching it
2: on TV yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's nutty. They can't even be there in the booth. Uh, just it's we're packed. in a booth. It's part of the, the NHL and the NBA, both are doing this bubble thing where they're just trying to reduce the number of people mm-hmm. in yeah. it, and that include the, the local broadcasters.
1: Yeah, golf, there's uh, usually one or two guys on scene, and, and everybody else is at home in Orlando or whatever. Oh, speaking of which, the uh, PGA Championship was held at beautiful Harding Park Golf Course in San Francisco uh, last weekend, and one of the players got his car smashed into and his stuff stolen Jeez. because that's just what happens in San Francisco. Awesome. Always. And he, he was pissed off because he called the cops, and they're like, what do you want us to do? Shut up. That, no, that's not what they said. They just said, look, we have no time to deal with a smash and grab, especially because the, the city uh, council, the DA, they don't prosecute property crime ever. Go, go somewhere where there's law and order, dummy. Moving along. Uh, the left in the media, incredibly racist in their coverage of Kamala Harris. We will ex We will explain. I will explain. Project Aqualine, Jack. One of the most unusual <laughs> and complicated technical espionage ex- efforts of the Cold War. The project envisioned a fleet of 12 bird-shaped drones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. I'm listening. Powered by nuclear energy mm-hmm. that could stay aloft for up to a month. The drone was supposed to act, the drones were supposed to act as robotic spy planes and couriers for secret payloads for spies. The CIA designed this. uh, Did
0: we ever actually have used them? No. No, it
1: was never completed as far as you know. Sean disagrees. Yeah, go ahead and believe that if you want, sheep. The CIA recently, that was a nice touch there. The CIA (laughs) recently declassified and posted documents pertaining to Project Aqualine. It was to be the first uncrewed intelligence collection platform. Develop, attain, maintain an operational capability to conduct covert renaissance in denied areas, and I think no, that's it's funny. This article printed out a different picture. Oh yeah, um, but but similar to uh, their
0: their websites and stuff like that, proven that the Earth is flat, um, and the flat Earth crowd. There, there's a crowd online that believes that birds are government drones. Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah.
2: That's right. What uh, you call hibernation, they say time to recharge.
1: Mm. Exactly. Or somebody said, what was the one that uh, uh, power blackout was intentional so the government could go out into the streets and change the batteries (laughs) the birds? It's something like that.
0: Anyway, every every time my cats catch a bird, using my finger quotes, and tear it into pieces and eat it, it certainly appears to be a bird on the inside.
1: (laughs) Well, there are some real birds to cover for the drones. Gotcha. Sheep. The Aqualine Jack was a small drone meant to be kept as close to bird-like size as possible. It was five feet long and seven and a half
2: feet wide. <laughs> That's a gigantic bird. They, they ah! <laughs> Run for your lives!
0: <laughs> they didn't get very close to keeping it bird size. It's a pterodactyl. <laughs> no one will catch on to this five by seven foot bird.
1: <laughs> Metal bird. Holy crap! However, Jack, anybody who uh, understands perspective would realize if this thing's flying high in the sky, it would just look like a bird. Oh, sure. Um... Uh, A -a A silent three-and-a-half-horsepower four-cycle engine would give the drone a speed of 47 to 80 knots, an endurance of 50 hours, and 1,200 miles. Its maximum altitude was estimated at 20,000 feet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Now, why this thing was never built, I guess they just never got to the point that it was effective enough um
2: uh, to to actually operate people keep rallying the villagers to attack our 5 foot tall bird <laughs> you yeah, know kidding they keep hurling rocks at
1: it running away in terror they were going to use it mostly in border countries uh like uh Taiwan Turkey Norway um so they could uh they wouldn't be shot down that mm. sort of thing but uh, so there you go um, it says it's not clear why Aqualine was canceled. Would have been a highly complex technical program, et cetera, et cetera, but they, they just never built it. So those of you in on the uh, the conspiracy theory about the uh, government drone birds, well, eh, it's not as crazy as, as some of us thought. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Lori Lightfoot, the communist mayor of Chicago, who has presided over the worst bloodletting in any American city for 50 years, has finally gotten somewhat tough on looters but remains feisty, disagreeable, and an awful politician. We have some tape of her, we'll have, plus the whole racism thing I want to explain.
0: We'll have to revisit an awful, is it misogynist, sexist hashtag about Kamala Harris that's making the rounds uh, and how it got started and was it the Russians or whatever.
1: or her peccadilloes a fair
2: game or not? I don't know. Or do they matter? Armstrong and Getty.